always thought-provoking and informative. Forget the spin and media bias from the left and right. We know you are sick and tired of being told what to think, how to act, and what you can and can't do. Direct from the Ustream It Broadcast Network, it's time for another edition of the last Christian newscast and radio show with your hosts, J.D. Williams and T.L. Farley. Real news and biblical common sense analysis starts in three, two, one. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Last Christian Radio Show. Uh, newscast and radio show. I'm so frustrated, Terry, because we're in take six. So uh, anyway, um, uh, just to let everybody know out there, uh, that gentleman that you see in the left side of your screen there, that's Mr. T.L. Terry Farley. He is my co-host, and most importantly, he is my brother in Christ. My name is J.D. Williams, I think. I'm getting so frustrated not being able to push the right buttons and turn on the right systems that I might not be. I don't know. It's just been a crazy day. Uh, anyway, Terry, last time we uh, were addressing Psalm 83, and we didn't yeah. get through it, and we're going to do as much as best we can today because this is very important. Now, last time I, I, I showed it as imminent, imminent war, and Israel, because there is an imminent war coming in Israel. Believe it or not, whether or not you want to follow the mainstream, you know, you can follow them and be surprised by it, or you can listen to the last Christian newscast and radio show, and you're going to know it's coming, okay? Because we're going to lay it out for you. Uh, we're going to show you the old biblical names of the countries that are going to attack, and all the organizations and leagues and all that stuff that are going to be a part of it. And we're going to put that in the modern-day terms. We're going to show you exactly how this is going to happen. Remember now, Israel has been a country since 1948, and the very day, I mean the very day that they became a country, they were attacked, okay? And they've been under attack ever since. And mm -hmm. there is a prophecy in the Bible called Psalm 83. Go to your Bible, and you'll find it, and Israel is going to come under attack. Now, it could also be Ezekiel 38. I'll make that clear, too, and we'll get into that more and more as we go on. But I want you guys to really listen. You know, if you really want to know what's going on in the world, you're not going to get it from the lamestream media. You're only going to get it from us here at the Last Christian Newscast and Radio Show. First of all, Terry, say hello to everybody, and then we're going to get rolling. Hello, everybody. How you all doing? <laughs> All right, uh, we're, we're going to start uh, here with uh, the second attempt. Uh, that, that's what I call it anyway. It's the second attempt by uh, President Joe Biden to have Terry, me, every other taxpayer in the country pay the bills of everybody that signed up for student loans. Listen to this. The Biden administration calls it a student loan safety net. Opponents call it a backdoor attempt to make college free, and it could be the next battleground in the legal fight over student loan relief. Since the ruling Biden has proposed an alternate approach to cancel debt and also shifted attention to the lesser-known initiative, calling it the most affordable repayment plan ever. The typical borrower who enrolls in the plan will save $1,000 a month, he said. Republicans have fought against the plan, saying it oversteps the president's authority. Davis Richards reporting. Yeah, it oversteps the president's authority. Um, I didn't say that I was going to pay somebody else's student loan. I don't remember seeing their paperwork. I don't remember signing for it. Um, you know, they didn't ask me what school they should go to or what uh, plan that they ought to be able to sign up for. I wasn't, I wasn't made aware of that. So why should I have to pay their bill? Because that's what it mm -hmm. is. It's a government bailout of somebody signing yeah. up for something. They knew what they signed up for. They knew exactly what they signed up for. They knew exactly how much it was going to cost and exactly how long it was going to last. They made that decision. So why do I have to pay for it? Why do you have to yeah. pay for it, Terry? That's right. Yeah, well, they're going to be in trouble when they come to me because I ain't got no money. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're just we're going to all have to go to jail together, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, all it is is he, he's trying to fulfill a campaign promise that he never should have made. That that's all it's that that's all it's about. And the Supreme Court's already shot it down once, saying you don't have the power to do that. So he's going to try again, you know. And I think he'll probably have about the same the same amount of success. Um, anyway, uh, that's one. You know, that that's one thing. But I, I will say this. Okay, uh, we do have the Vice President of the United States, Kamala Kamala. Kamala, however you want to say it, Harris. Um, and she 
uh, has gone out there now, and she knows all about AI. You know how ar- this artificial intelligence, I have made it clear, I don't know enough about it to talk about it uh, and be factual in my reporting, and I'm very careful about that, Terry, and I think you'll agree. I need to always make sure about what I'm going to report as fact before I put it on the air. And mm-hmm. so you would think that that would be even a higher standard with the vice president of the United States. So uh, with that in mind, this is our vice president, Kamala Harris, explaining to us all about AI. Let's take a listen to it. AI is kind of a fancy thing. It's First of all, it's two letters. It means artificial intelligence. But ultimately what it is, is it's about machine learning. And so the machine is taught. And part of the issue here is what information is going into the machine that will then determine, and, and we can predict then, if we think about what, machine, what information is going in, what then will be produced in terms of decisions and opinions um, that may be made through that process. So to reduce it down to its most simple point, this is part of the issue that we have here, is thinking about what is going into a decision and then whether that decision is actually legitimate and reflective of the needs and the the life experiences of all people. Uh, And therefore, a big part of what we will also discuss then is the transparency in terms of the processes through which AI actually is having an impact on decisions. Do we understand the technology? Do we know what is going into the decisions that are being made? So this is a very um, multifaceted issue and topic, and we also know that um, that this is technology that is rapidly developing, and so part of the common purpose that we have is a sense of urgency that we get in front of uh, um, this issue in terms of understanding the implications so that we can work as a community of folks, private sector, public sector, nonprofits, um, government. Okay, so... Did you understand anything? I mean, she talked a lot, but I don't remember. I, I, I don't think she said anything, but do you have any idea what she was talking about? Do you think she has you know, a clue? I, I try not to listen because it breaks my ears, but I do want to say one thing. Uh, if she gets out in front of that thing, it's going to run her over. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Yeah, well, you know, my advice to her is do, do what I'm doing. Okay, but until you know what you're talking about, keep your mouth shut because it just makes you look like an idiot. Okay, now that, you know, I'm saying that as a citizen of the United States, looking at my vice president uh, talk and really not ever say anything. It was it was really kind of strange. Okay, um, next up is something that is uh, something that, that we need to focus on. And this is from. Ilhan, I think that's how you say it, Ilhan Omar, she is the um, Democratic congressional representative from Minnesota, and she went on a tirade on Twitter, and she said, um, and this, by the way, is in relation to the Israeli president, not the PM. The PM is Benjamin Netanyahu, okay? This is the Israeli president, okay? And he is scheduled to visit. Uh, by the way, he is uh, he was elected in 2021. He's scheduled to address a joint session of Congress on July the 19th. Uh, and this visit coincides uh, with Washington, D.C., celebrating 75 years of Israel being a nation. Uh, of course, they celebrated that anniversary in Israel back in April. Okay, here's what she said. Okay, and this is quoting Miss um, Omar. There is no way in hell I'm attending the joint session address from a president whose country has banned me and denied U.S. representative from Michigan, Rashida Tlaib, the ability to see her grandma. Now, she also said that the U.S. government should not have invited him to speak in the first place. Again, quoting, the United States can and should use its diplomatic tools to engage with the Israeli government, but giving the current government the honor of a joint televised address... uh, sends the absolute wrong signal at the wrong time. Israeli President Isaac Herzog's address comes on behalf of the most right-wing government in Israeli history at a time 
when the government is openly promising to crush Palestinian hopes of statehood, essentially putting a nail in the coffin of peace and a two-state solution. The Minnesota Democrat also said that Palestinians in the West Bank suffered their deadliest year, sharing a report that she said at least eight Palestinians were killed and 50 others were injured during a major Israeli offensive in the West Bank city of Jenin earlier this month. What she doesn't tell you is that these attacks from Israel are counterattacks. They're retaliatory attacks that are made after Israelis are bombed, have cars run over them, uh, machete attacks, gunfire attacks, and most importantly, missile attacks. And by the way, there are over 250,000 or one quarter of a million missiles currently pointed at every square inch of Israel from the left, from the east, from the west, from the north, and the south. Uh, in other mm-hmm. words, um, she wants Israel to take the bl- to take the blunt of whatever the Palestinians want to give them and do nothing about it. It's kind of like if you have a neighbor that comes over and slaps fire out of your kid and goes home, but their their um, let's say their dad, the UN, their dad um, is on their side, okay, and thinks that they're being repressed in some kind of way, so they won't act. So they come over every day and they slap the kid and you know right there in your front yard, slap them, okay, and finally. You decide after trying to go through normal channels that you've got to retaliate. So you go out and you just beat the living daylights out of this guy. Okay. That's what I would do, by the way, if it was me. Okay. But um, anyway, it's all about Israel's to blame for everything, even though they provoke Israel every time, 100% of Percent. the time. That's factual. Okay. Terry, mm-hmm. any comments? Yeah, I'm right behind you. Um, you know, it's just when you look at the truth, and again, people are unable to do that, and uh, so they miss the whole story. Uh, but Israel is is a light in a very dark world. Amen. Amen. Well, again, we are going to go through Psalm 83 today, and we're taking all those old, old names from the Bible, we're putting them into the modern terms, and that way you know exactly what's happening. And so... Uh, we're going to give you a heads up. We're going to let you know exactly what is going on right now. Uh, so you're, you're not, you're not going to get this stuff from the mainstream media. I promise you, you're not going to get this from the mainstream media. But if you, if you will tune in here to the uh, last Christian newscast and radio show, you will get the information that everybody else is trying to hide from you. Now, uh, Terry, I'm going to go ahead and give you uh, your two minutes at this point. And of course, uh, uh, we have Terry in, in both in both segments of the show. So anyway, have, uh, two minutes now, and then uh, two minutes later on. And so I'm going to give you an opportunity here to to get all your stuff together real quick. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me see. I'm just going to tell you real quick about the uh, homeschooling here. This is the Kirkwood uh, Homeschool. And you know, if you're if you are worried about the kind of curriculum that your uh, school is teaching then you might want to consider homeschool, okay? Go to www.lastchristian.net. That's www.lastchristian.net. We got a lot of information for you there. It is good Christian uh, principles. The content is something that you uh, will be happy with. You can set it up in just a few minutes, and it's only a dollar a day, so you really can't beat that either. So uh, with that, Terry, I'm going to go ahead and put you on here. Uh, Two Minutes with Terry starts right now, sir. Folks, homeschooling works. I've got a, my oldest son just was graduated from Criswell College, summa cum laude. That's the best you can do. Uh, homeschooled. The last Christian charge engaging the sword as we go forward in this cockamamie world, spiraling down and away from the good and decent, uh, further and deeper into the balls edging the rims of hell. We take comfort in God's leading each day, comforting us through, um, new and unknown challenges, and bringing us through one more victorious day, safe in his arms. The prophet Jeremiah declared, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm. There's nothing too hard for thee. 
The psalmist declared, rest in the Lord, wait patiently for him, fret not thyself because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger, forsake wrath, fret not yourself in any wise to do evil. Evildoers shall be cut off, those that wait upon the Lord shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. Times and conditions bid us to hurry up and chase after God's will, forgetting his own call for us in times of trial to be still and know that he is God. He shall be exalted in the earth. Knowing Jesus is preparing to shout for his bride, we are easily stirred to seek after the signs of his deliverance, even knowing there shall be no sign at his shout. His returning expectancy, when he calls us out of this wicked world, shall mirror his final instructions to be occupying when he comes. The servant, busy in the field, attending to his directions to care for the sick, the poor, the fearful, all in need. Throughout his word, Jesus continually reminds that we be waiting upon him, ever mindful of his word, God-breathed, eternal, divine, sharper than any two-edged sword. Okay, Terry, i got to break in on you right there, and we'll come back in the second half of the show and let you finish that up. Always informative and always something that I look forward to uh, in each and every one of our shows. Uh, now, we, we still got a little bit of news to go, but before we do that, I'm going to go ahead and get uh, get us back focused into uh, Psalm 83, and hopefully mm-hmm. people will just continue on and, and keep up with us in the second half. Remember now, if you are not getting this in visual form, you can always go to www.lastchristian.net. That's www.lastchristian.net. Or if you're using Facebook or YouTube or any of the uh, social media outlets, any of the podcast platforms, well, you know, over 30 radio stations, you know, whatever. Find find a visual version if you can, because um, we got we're going to put a lot of uh, scripture up on screen that I think is going to be interesting to you, as well as a lot of definition on screen. And then we want you to go to the Bible. Don't count on us. Okay, we're not asking you to believe us. We're asking you to believe in the Word of God. We're asking you to go to the Bible. That's the source. That's our source. And that Mm -hmm. is the best Mm -hmm. source because it hasn't been wrong a single time ever. Ever, ever, ever. Okay, uh, I'm going to go ahead and put uh, Psalm 83, 1 through 4 back up on here, because this kind of gets us centered, and then we'll, we're, we're just going to kind of move along with it here. But Terry, if you would, uh, Psalm 83, verses 1 through 4. Do not keep silent, O God. Do not hold your peace. Do not be still, O God. For behold, your enemies make a tumult, and those who hate you have lifted up their head. They've taken crafty counsel against your people and consulted together against your sheltered ones. They've said, come, let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be remembered no more. And what I want to focus on there is verse 4. They have said, come and let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be remembered no more. That is actually exactly what uh, the Iranian government stands for. They are committed. They do not believe that Israel has a right to exist. That's not an opinion. That's a fact. If you don't believe me, bing it. Look it up for yourself. They do not believe in Israel's right to exist, okay, at all. And they are doing everything that they possibly can to take them out. That's the reason that that Israel was attacked the very day they became a nation and then has been under constant assault to this day ever since. They have always been under attack in some way, shape, or form. And so what we were doing is we began here with uh, Psalm 83, verses 5 through 8, and you're going to see a lot of uh, names that you don't uh, don't recognize, and we're going to break those down. Go ahead, Terry. For they have consulted together with one consent. They form a confederacy against you, the tents of Edom and the Ishmaelites, Moab and the Hagrites, Gabal, Ammon and Amalek, Philistia with the inhabitants of Tyre. Assyria also has joined with them. They've helped the children of Lot. Selah. Okay, and so now we got into this again last time, 
But uh, if you look at um, at Edom, that's the southwestern part of Jordan, located between the Dead Sea mm-hmm. and the Gulf of uh, Agaba. Mm-hmm. Now, the Ishmaelites, that's a group of people. It's basically uh, Arab descent is, is what they are are focusing on the most and Terry you can you can uh, add to that if you, if if you want to uh, but mm-hmm. the one thing that I want to point out there is that uh, the Islamic prophet uh, Muhammad uh, has uh, he's a major proponent of the idea that uh, uh, he is a descendant of Ishmael according to mm-hmm. uh, the Quran so uh, mm-hmm. anyway Terry uh, do you want to uh, make any comment on on any of that stuff uh, yeah, uh, Ishmael, of course, um, was the beginning for them and their understanding. Um, you might want to ask them who did, who was Ishmael praying to. Uh, that's going to throw a, a, a wrench into the works on their side. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm not trying to destroy things that are good about them. I'm trying to destroy the falsehoods that they're believing in. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's go forward on that. Yeah. Well, um, we can only report what we believe as Christians. And yeah. it's important, you know, this is a newscast. And so uh, mm-hmm. I try to keep I, I try to keep things as factual as I possibly can. And mm-hmm. uh, as Terry can tell you, I I go through and I verify a bunch of news reports before I go anywhere. Yeah. Um, the only source that I ever use without a backup source or secondary mm-hmm. source, the only one is the Bible. Mm-hmm. And the reason yeah. that I use the Bible is because it's never been wrong. If it's ever wrong, I'll stop Amen. using it. Okay. If it's Amen. ever wrong, I'll stop using it. Mm-hmm. But I promise mm-hmm. you, it's never going to be wrong because mm-hmm. it, uh, it was given to the prophets by God himself. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, uh, anyway... I, I just want you guys to know that when Terry says something like, you know, who are they praying to and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. we are basing that on our Christian faith and our belief mm-hmm. that Jesus Christ is exactly what he said he was. And that is the way, mm-hmm. the truth, and the life, and the only way to the Father. And anyone else mm-hmm. that, that says that there's something else in uh, Christendom, that's a false prophet. So, mm-hmm. um, I only encourage you guys to please look at the Bible. If you are of the Muslim faith, look in your Quran, find Jerusalem. Yes. When, when you find Jerusalem, send it to me. Okay? Send it to mm-hmm. me. Because it's mentioned hundreds of times in the Bible, but nobody's ever been able to find it in thousands of years. Nobody's ever been able to find it in the Quran. Not one time. So mm-hmm. if it's such a holy city to the uh, mm-hmm. Muslim faith, why isn't it there? That's a question that you need to yeah. ask yourself. Okay. Yeah. That is a question yeah. you need to ask yourself, not that something that I'm going to put on you. Okay, a um, mm-hmm. little bit more news. Again, now in the uh, second half of the newscast and radio show today, we are going to get back into some, and we're going to move forward, okay, and give you some mm-hmm. new information. But I, I just wanted to let you guys know that we're, we're going to, you know, uh, fill you in in case you missed the last show. We'll fill you in a little bit on what's going on. Mm-hmm. We'll urge you to go to www.lastchristian.net and find one of the old, find our last show, and you'll be able to get a full definition of the things that we don't go into major detail with uh, today. So, anyway, with that said, a little bit more news. This comes out of the Ukraine. Let's listen to this one real quick. NATO leaders say they won't commit to a time frame to allow Ukraine to become a member of the alliance, despite criticism from Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, who attended the NATO summit in Lithuania. At the close of day one of the summit, the alliance published a communique saying that it will be in a position to extend an invitation to Ukraine when allies agree and conditions are met. There was one concession for Kiev, though, making the eventual inclusion of Ukraine into NATO a one-step, not two-step 
two-step process. Julia Chapman is in Vilnius and sent this update. Well, one of the conditions that has been referred to by US President Joe Biden in the last few days is democratization. Uh, he has expressed concern that corruption is still a problem in Ukraine. Uh, but of course, NATO rules forbid any country from joining the bloc if there is a territorial dispute going on with any other country. But there are other areas of alignment uh, that would need to take place before uh, that comes uh, to fruition. So certainly uh, some frustration from Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky when he tried to put pressure on allies earlier in the day before they issued their communique, uh, saying that it was absurd that no timeline was being considered and Ukraine needed respect. But after the communique was issued, uh, he was a little bit more relaxed and he said in a statement that uh, Ukraine uh, will make NATO stronger and NATO will make Ukraine safer. Uh, and he says it, his goal will ultimately remain for NATO, uh, for Ukraine to become a NATO member. And by the way, Russia has opposed this uh, going back as far as the, as the Cold War. So, um, you know, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I've got reports here. Uh, Russia is warning that it will take appropriate measures in response to Sweden joining NATO. Remember now, Turkey just gave the go-ahead that they're okay to do mm -hmm. that. But Russia's mad about that already. Just keep this in mind, mm -hmm. okay? They're already upset because Sweden has now been given the go-ahead to join NATO. And so uh, Russia says that it will take appropriate measures in response to the possible ascension of Sweden and the Ukraine to NATO. That, according to Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov, um, he said that Russia would protect its own legitimate security interests uh, as leaders are meeting there in NATO. So, in other words, uh, they've already threatened to use nuclear weapons, tactical nuclear weapons. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, all we're doing, is we, we keep <clears throat> poking them in the eye, poking them in the eye. That's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, by the way, I've got reports here. This is from the New York Times. I wouldn't call that a very conservative newspaper, right? The uh, the New York Times is saying that the Ukrainian counteroffensive uh, counter is failing. This according to a left-wing newspaper, okay, that uh, Ukraine's much-anticipated summer counteroffensives hadn't made much progress so far. Since the counteroffensive began last month, Ukraine, Ukraine claims to have retaken about 60 square miles. By comparison, a, last, a less heralded push last fall in the country's northeast reclaimed about 5,000 uh, square miles. Uh, it also states that American officials are growing anxious, but it's not too late. That according to Julian Barnes, a Times correspondent who covers the intelligence agencies, and uh, they report that the big push is yet to come. However, other reports that I'm getting from other locations are saying that every time the Ukraine takes a little territory back, couple of, you know, a few square miles, Russia takes it right back the very next day. So in other words, the counteroffensive is completely failing. President Biden's already said that they're running out of ammunition. And by the way, they said we are too. So just keep that yeah. in mind. Okay, uh, we're going to um, get into more uh, in the second half of the last Christian newscast and radio show right after the break. A witness told the BBC the schoolchildren were singing gospel songs before bedtime when the terrorists struck. They cut the girls' students down with machetes and set fire to the boys' dormitory. The attackers were overheard shouting, Allah is greater, during the 90-minute onslaught on the school. They're said to be members of the Allied Democratic Forces, an insurgency group linked with Islamic State. According to reports, the attackers kidnapped at least six students and made them carry back looted food supplies to their base. There's been a growing number of attacks against Christians in Uganda as Islamist terrorism gains ground in the region. In April and May, a Christian college student and an engineer were killed for sharing their faith. And over Easter, Islamist extremists set off a fuel bomb during a Good Friday service at a Pentecostal church. The latest report by the Global Terrorism Index describes the Sahel and Sub-Saharan regions of Africa as the new epicentre of world terrorism, accounting for 60% of all deaths by terrorism. 
They say Islamic State extremists have now overtaken the Taliban as the world's deadliest terror group. IS has called for holy warriors to rally to Africa to make it their new centre for Islamist operations. The region's now overtaken the Middle East and North Africa as the number one hotspot for terrorism. A partner of Release International described the conflict as a wake-up call for us all. She says, what happened in Uganda was a picture we didn't want to come true. But the region's situation is worsening. May God protect them and be with them as they pass through this dark valley. Yet, despite the violence, she believes the church is growing. Release International affiliates are helping believers who've been attacked because of their Christian faith and are supporting pastors to stand firm in the face of growing extremism. They are our cuddlers and co-workers, purr machines and love bugs, and constant companions. They are our pets, our family, and they make life so much better. When we face unexpected challenges in life, so do our pets. That's why we're on a mission to support people who love their pets and the pets who love their people, ensuring these families stay exactly where they belong, together. And you have something to offer. With an open heart and mind, there is nothing you can't do. There's no gesture too small or too big when it comes to helping. Whether donating a bag of kibble, sharing an Instagram post of a lost cat, or welcoming a foster pet into your home, every bit of kindness counts. You can help keep pets and people together. Visit petsandpeopletogether.org to learn how to be a helper in your community. This has been a public service announcement brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. And welcome back to the second half of the last Christian newscast and radio show. Again, my name is J.D. Williams here in East Texas, and joining me there from the Dallas and Fort Worth area, my co-host, Mr. T.L. Terry Farley. Uh, Terry, let's get right back into the news, get it out of the way, uh, and then we can concentrate on Psalm 83, which is what I really want to talk about today. Um, North Korea is up next. Let's uh, let's listen to this one real quick. North Korea has fired what appears to be a long-range ballistic missile from the Pyongyang area to waters off its east coast. South Korea's Joint Chief of Staff said on Wednesday, marking a new potential round of confrontation with Seoul and Washington. Japan's Coast Guard said the missile was launched at 9.59 a.m. local time and fell into the Sea of Japan, also known as the East Sea, at 11.15 a.m., citing the Ministry of Defense. It warned ships in the full area to exercise caution and look out for further information. Harry Michaels reporting. And I can also report from other um, agencies that uh, China is running its annual uh, test, attack test right now. Uh, so they're, they're sending literally dozens of um, aircraft toward Taiwan and inside their international uh, area, you know, what they what they consider to be their borders. China doesn't consider it to be their borders, but they do. And we've talked about this before, but each one of these each one of these little attempts or, or a tests or whatever or just that they're a test to mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. what the reaction is going to be of the Taiwanese. And I'm going to take a just a wild guess, and maybe I'm wrong. I got no factual information here. This is just an opinion. 100% mm-hmm. opinion. I want everybody to realize that. But I'm mm-hmm. going to guess that every time the Chinese do this, every time they send this over there, they, they do these mm-hmm. tests, that there is a uh, less of a reaction, less panic. You know, um, the little boy that cried wolf. Okay, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you get you get to the point where, oh, well, it's just another test. Oh, they're doing it again. It's just another mm-hmm. test. One of these days, it's not going to be just another test. It's going to be the real thing. Mm-hmm. How are they going to react then? Terry, you got any comment? Oh, the, uh, you're mirroring exact my, my exact thoughts because what I'm thinking is what they're doing is they're watching the reaction not only of Taiwan, mm-hmm. right, but of the United States and anybody else that may be responding in any way. And the less response they make, the people that are watching them, the the more bold they become. 
Well, that's an excellent point uh, about the United States because, you know, uh, Biden has said that, you know, that we would come to their aid. Then he backtracked and said, no, we won't. And, you know, and there's still a... Uh, there's still a one-China policy in effect. It's been in effect for many presidential administrations. And Biden did at one time say that, you know, we would protect them. And then he had to backtrack it, you know. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know when China's going to do it, but they're going to do it. And I say that with 100% certainty because China has said that with 100% certainty. There's no, I mean, they've made no, uh, no bones about it. You know, we're going to take it back, whether you like it or not. We're just not going to tell you when we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. Any other comments on that, Terry? Yeah. Without, without a response from our government, forget the rest at this point, just the United States not responding is just opening the gate. That's all it's doing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now, uh, one thing that I do want to let you guys know is in a future edition, I'm hoping maybe by the next show, but maybe not. <laughs> it just kind of depends on how things go today. Uh, we're going to talk about UFOs. We're going to talk about extraterrestrials. And we're going to tell you what the Bible says. Because whether or not you want to believe this, the Bible addresses this. The Bible talks about it and is very mm -hmm. specific about it. And I, just like we're breaking down Psalm 83, we're going to break that down too. And that's coming in a future edition. And so if you have not yet subscribed uh, to our YouTube channel or whatever, uh, wherever you're getting this, make sure you do. Okay, make sure you subscribe. Ring the little bell if you're on YouTube to where you're notified about new uh, videos because we're going to get in-depth about, about uh, this uh, alien situation. I'm going to tell you exactly what the Bible says about it, exactly what it all means, and it really could it very easily could play into what's coming. So I want you guys to be aware of that. Okay, let's get back in now to um, Psalm 83. And let me see here. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll play you this little teaser first about that uh, the UFO thing. Uh, this really, it really isn't about the UFOs in this particular case, but it just kinda, it's, it's a reminder it's coming. Uh, and it tells you the importance of space programs as far as the world is concerned. Let's listen to this. China's going to use two rockets on its mission to land Taikonauts on the moon by 2030. The space agency has been giving details of its plans to Chinese state media. Here's Andrew Wood in Hong Kong. One rocket will transport the crew and the other will carry the lunar lander. They'll rendezvous in orbit around the moon before the astronauts, or taikonauts as they're known in Chinese, enter the spacecraft to descend to the surface. By using two rockets, China avoids the technological challenge of building a very big rocket to carry enough fuel for both humans and a lander. China expects to put humans on the moon by the end of the decade. America plans to launch its first crewed lunar mission in more than half a century by 2025. An unmanned Chinese spacecraft landed on the moon in 2020 and then returned to Earth carrying two kilograms of soil and rocks. Andrew Wood, Hong Kong. Okay. Uh, so anyway, uh, hopefully we'll get to that in the next show. If not, we'll, it'll it'll be coming up. It'll be coming up soon enough. Believe me. Okay, uh, let me see, Terry. I'm going to put this back up on screen real quick. This is where we were, uh, Psalm 83, mm -hmm. five through eight, and uh, we we briefly covered uh, verses five and six. Then uh, verse mm -hmm. seven is Jabal, Ammon, Amalek, um, Philistia, with the inhabitants Philistia. of Tyre. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, mm -hmm. now. I believe that we pretty well covered um, Jabal, Amon, and Amalek. If I am remembering correctly, is is, is that not is that not right? Uh, so, yeah, a, refre a refresher wouldn't be bad, just okay. in terms of which countries are they? Okay, well let, let's let's run through it real really quick here. Um, mm -hmm. Let me see. Uh, we did uh, Edom and the Ishmaelites, so I'm going to show you. Uh, this is Moab, which is modern-day Jordan, the Hagarites, mm -hmm. uh, which appear to be um, uh, tribes or a branch of Ishmaelites in Saudi Arabia, Jabal, um, 
Uh, most believe this is all a part of Lebanon. Again, you can go back into the uh, previous show and you get more information on all those mm-hmm. because we went into it a little bit more mm-hmm. in depth uh, sure, there. Sure, sure. Um, then you've got Amman, which is a territory uh, located mm-hmm. Transjordan, uh, Transjordan uh, Plateau. And uh, I get, went over several different um, Bible verses. Uh, mm-hmm. with that as well. Um, so anyway, we, we, we did Amalek, and I want, mm-hmm. to, um, I want to get into the next, the next portion here, some fresh information. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philistia, which is Israel, mm-hmm. Gaza, Lebanon, and Syria. I put Israel up there because, yeah, it, it is a part of it. it that's how mm-hmm. it, uh, Philistia is... is is shown, uh, and mm-hmm. I think I can add maybe internal conflict, maybe as as mm-hmm. a reason why that would be why that would be listed so much. Um, mm-hmm. Then you have uh, Tyre and Sidon, which are port cities. Those are located in Lebanon, on the mm-hmm. uh, Mediterranean coast, and then Median, which is um, the Medianite territory extended along the eastern shore of the Red Sea in what is now northern. Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I want to see here. I want to get back to uh, the psalm itself because mm-hmm. I want to make sure I've got all of that uh, that we had talked about all of it. Let me go ahead and put this one back up here one more time. And I wanted to throw in real quick before yeah. you get going, Midian. Yeah. Uh, they've discovered, a uh, long story short, it's a very long story. Uh, Midian is, in fact, the country in which resides uh, the uh, Mount Sinai. That's oh, the true okay. Mount the true Mount Sinai. Sometime we've got to go into that one of our shows. Yeah. But anyway, that's where it's really located. And everybody in the world is beginning to recognize it. Okay. So go ahead. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I just want to make sure that we get – you know, we cover every one of these. So we got uh, yeah. verse 7 there, uh, Jabal, Ammon, Amalek. And I just talked to you about uh, Philistia and Tyre. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, let me see if I can't find the um, the thing here on Assyria. Uh, let me see here. I think I'm probably going to have to back up just a little bit, go over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, Philistia, Israel, Gaza, Lebanon, Syria, Tyre and Sidon, port cities uh, located in modern Lebanon on the uh, Mediterranean coast. And then there's uh, Midian, uh, much territory extended along the eastern shore of the Red Sea and what's now um, Saudi Arabia. And then we'll move on to the next group here. And this is Caesarea. Uh, now, mm-hmm. this was an individual, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this was um, a commander of the Canaanite army of King J- Jabin. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Of, yeah, Jabin. H- mm-hmm. of Hazar, uh, who's mentioned in Judges 4 and 5 in the Hebrew Bible after being defeated by the forces of the uh, Israelite troops, uh, Zebulun, uh, Terry, help me out with these Ze- words here. Yeah, Zebulun, Zebulun and Naphtali. Okay, and that was under the mm-hmm. command of uh, Barak and Barak. Deborah. Barak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caesarea was killed. Yeah, it's actually Sisera. It's Sisera. Caesarea okay. is, is a okay. Gotcha. A country gotcha. or whatever. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. okay. Uh, uh, killed by uh, Jael. Jael. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, who hampered? Mm-hmm who hammered a tent peg into his temple while he slept. That would hurt. Um, yeah. okay. uh, then you got um, Assyria. And, and when I first saw this, I was like, okay, well, that's Syria. Okay, I mean, mm-hmm. when I first saw it, I said, okay, that's Syria. But actually, it covers a lot more ground than that. It's also, yes. it's modern-day Iraq. It also includes southeastern Turkey, mm-hmm. northwestern Iran, and then... Mm-hmm. Northeastern Syria. Any comment on on this one, Terry? Yeah, well, and it shows you how integrated all of these groups are. 
uh, there's no wonder there's a closeness there. Yeah. No wonder. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, uh, now a lot of these countries, you say a closeness, and you're, I'm, I'm thinking you're saying proximity-wise. No, uh, I was thinking blood-wise. Uh, because they're so close together, the families intermixing, you know, and, and we, we, we take them apart in terms of geography, but, but reality, they're, they're very close. And the, and the geography of the Old Testament report con confirms that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, as far as countries getting along with each other, there have been battles and a lot oh, of yeah that that's what i was getting and, at is that you know these countries haven't always been friends yeah no 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 that's a fulfillment of prophecy from genesis where god says his hand will be against his brother that right. they're going to be fighting and yeah. that's the yeah. way they are right they they would rather fight each other than anybody else but when they're not fighting each other they're fighting somebody else right that's just the way they are right but, okay all right uh, bible all right, Terry, I want to go ahead and give you uh, your, your two minutes again here real quick. Okay. And, and let's okay. do it. And, and I'm just going to, I'm just, uh, this time I'm just going to cut straight to you. I'm having some technical issues here today, <laughs> as you are well aware. So uh, yeah. anyway, uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and give you your two minutes. I'm going to give it to you starting right now. His returning expectancy when he calls us out of this wicked world shall mirror his final instructions to be occupying when he comes the servant busy in the field attending to his directions to care for the sick the poor the fearful all in need throughout his word jesus continually reminds that we be waiting upon him ever mindful of his word god breathed eternal divine sharper than any two-edged sword piercing to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, of bone and marrow to the very thoughts and intents of the heart. Reminding each other, moment to each moment, of each blessed day, that they who wait upon the Lord shall not be ashamed. They shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles, run and not be weary, walk and not faint. Man's understanding demands one must walk before one runs. But God declares, waiting upon him, we shall fly up to his perspective, looking down upon all of creation, returning to our daily lives to run and not be weary, seeing the multitudes without a shepherd to walk in ministry and not faint, dispelling fear and panic, bringing his light, love, and comfort, his prophesied hope of our deliverance in an atomic moment, splitting the twinkling of an eye into infinity. In the psalmist's words, for yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be, yea, thou shalt diligently seek and consider his place, and it shall not be. Maranatha, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Amen. Okay, uh, Terry. Uh, I think I need to remind people, you know, I mean, we've gotten into the uh, definition stuff here. And I think we need to remind people why that's significant, why it really means anything. And in order to do that, you got to go back to the, to the beginning of Psalm 83 once again. Even though we've mm -hmm. already read this once, I want to look mm -hmm. down again at uh, verse number four. They have said, mm -hmm. come and let us cut them off from being a nation. That's the name that, that the name of Israel may be remembered no more. That is an attack. That's, you know, we're yeah. coming as a war. That, that's what I want yeah. uh, people yes. to understand, yes. that we're yes. talking yes. about a war here, yeah. okay? Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, could it be— and it's, not, and it's not simply a war to take over. It says they want to wipe them off the map, right. that they will be no more. This right. is the intent. This is the intention. Right. So uh, now look at this one. This is Ezekiel 38, 1 through 6. You want to go ahead and read that mm -hmm. one, Terry? Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, set your face against Gog in the land of Magog, the prince of Rosh, Meshech, and Tubal, and prophesy against him, and say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Gog, 
the Prince of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal, I will turn you around, put hooks into your jaws, and lead you out with all your army, horses, and horsemen, all splendidly clothed, a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords. Persia, Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya are with them, all of them with shield and helmet, Gomer and all its troops, the house of Togomar from the far north, and all its troops. Many people are with you. And, you know, I have maintained for a long time that this is two different, two different wars. You know, what mm-hmm. is described by, like, Eric Stackelbeck of the Watchman Newscast as uh, mm-hmm. the Great Northern War, which he equates to being Psalm 83, and then mm-hmm. uh, the Gog and Magog War, which is described there in Ezekiel 38. I'm not sure if it's the same or if it's different. Mm-hmm. And the reason that I'm becoming more and more, or my leaning, okay, is becoming more and more that it's two distinct wars is because mm-hmm. some of the names are slightly different, uh, where mm-hmm. one is involved and another isn't. Now, d- that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not the same, you know, mm-hmm. it, uh, because, uh, you know, he meant, uh, the, we're talking about two different prophets here, basically. That are, yeah. And, yeah. and so are, are na- certain names left out, um, mm-hmm. you know, and is that by design or mm-hmm. not? All, all, you know, all that's question, you know, just questions, right? Uh, go, yeah, go ahead, Terry. And we're absolutely sure. And what we're doing here is trying to encourage people uh, to get into Bible study, mm-hmm. to get into the study. You're going to find, in fact, I was going to run this by here earlier. But the fact is, like as an example, Psalm 83, there are those within the community of Christianity, uh, the scholars, who would say that Psalm 83 is nothing more than what is called an imprecatory prayer. It's a prayer asking God for his hand and direction in a situation. In other words, it's not really even a war. Uh, What's his name? And I apologize, I can't draw his name right off the bat. The guy that wrote Psalm 83, that's the title of the book. Uh, The one who did that study, he is firmly convinced that it is a war and that it is a significant battle and, and that it actually is a part of the end times, but not necessarily one of the others, but but what uh, Joel was just talking about, please feel free. Don't feel that when you read these things, you have to immediately supposed to know and understand, okay, this is this or this is that. What you do is you study, you learn, you find out, okay, I didn't get that. Maybe I missed this. Uh, all, but all of these things are, and this is the significant part, it's all at the end times. Right. And that's it's important. You know, we're, we're all the different battles going all around. That's all a part of prophecy. We are coming to the end, folks. Yeah. Yeah, but, I uh, would. But, but, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah, anyway, I would uh, take the position that it's a real war because, you she know, is. if yeah. it was, uh, if, if it wasn't, I think, I, I don't think it would be as detailed about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as, yeah. as it was, if, I, I think if it, if it was a prayer, I think it would be more structured in that manner. You know, so again, yeah. now that's yeah. just my personal opinion, yeah. my yeah. understanding from my reading of the Bible. But I believe that that it is a war. I know mm-hmm. for certain that Ezekiel thirty eight and thirty nine is a war. Uh, so mm-hmm. you know, it really comes down to whether or not the two are the same or not, and that's yeah. debatable. And it's not yeah. something that is, you're going to lose your salvation over. You know, if you're a no, Christian and you got you got uh, different uh, interpretation or not interpretation understanding. I, please forgive mm-hmm. me when I say that's interpretation. Right. I'm not. No, I'm okay. not in any way trying to inter- enter into some kind of personal. Uh, interpretation. Uh, now, moving on here, um, let me see uh, where we left off. It's always it's always difficult for me to figure this out. Uh, I can't remember if if we read this one, Terry. You tell me, and if so, we'll just move on to the mm-hmm. next slide. This I've, I've got eighty three uh, some eighty three verses uh, nine through twelve. Did we go over that one? I don't think so. 
Um, no, uh, uh-uh. and in fact, I think we've got some uh, names here that we can bring out. But anyway, right. go ahead. You want me to read that? Yes, please. Uh, deal with them as with Midian. Uh, we've already learned about Midian, as with Sisera, as with Jabin at the brook Kishon, uh, who perished at Endor, who became his refuge on the earth. Make their nobles like Oreb and like Zeb. Yes, all their princes like Zeba and Zalmunna, who said, let us take our, for ourselves the pastures of God for a possession. Yeah, pastors of God. You wouldn't want to mess with that. That's Israel. Um, yeah, That's Israel. exactly. Yeah. Okay, now, uh, looking at this one, um, we did talk about Philistia, uh, Tyre, mm-hmm. Sedan. I uh, believe mm-hmm. we talked about Midian as well. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll go ahead and move on then to uh, okay, Sisera and Assyria. Okay. Yeah, we talked about the we talked about those two. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, so yeah. Uh, so again, we're just going to keep moving here. Okay. Yep. Now uh, I'm going to go with the children of Lot next. Yep. Okay. Now yep. the children of Lot. Uh, this this gets kind of cool. Okay. The mm-hmm. the life of Abraham's nephew Lot and the record of Lot's descendants is a subject especially relevant today. According to Jesus, as recording in Luke's gospel, a world conditions at the close of our present age would come to resemble the days of Lot. Now, what's yeah. interesting here is you look at the, at the last thing that you see there, the children of Lot are associated in ancient times and in modern times with incest, abortion, bestiality, and all kinds of sexual perversions. Okay, pick up your newspaper, turn on a news report. What are you seeing in regard to incest, abortion, Mm -hmm. bestiality, and all kinds of sexual perversion in a time where people can pick their sex? Yeah. uh, Where... Uh, abortion can be performed up to and even after the moment of birth. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. It's end times prophecy, Terry. Any comments? Yeah. Well, in fact, as far as the birth thing goes, somebody was talking, I can't remember, in uh, 27 days you can commit abortions 27 days after the birth of the baby. 27 days. Okay. I, now, I haven't um, heard that one. Where did you get that yeah. from? Because I've, I've never heard was, that a single time. It was one of the, yeah, it was one, one of the news things. Um, uh, and uh, and I think it was on like Facebook or what or Getter, one of those. Okay. But um, uh, well, I, if I'm, I read I'm, it. Let me jump in on that one. Let, let me jump in on yeah. that one real quick and, and just call, yeah. that, call that unverified reports. Because number yeah, one, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, let, let, let me finish. Let me finish. It's very, very important to me for uh, the last Christian newscast and radio show yeah, that amen. we only amen. give factual information. Facebook amen. is not a credible source. Amen. Getter is amen. not a credible source. Yeah. Twitter yeah. is not and, a credible source. None yeah, of those places yeah. are credible. Okay. It's yeah. just, it, that, that could be uh, not, and I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, jumping on Terry about this, okay, at yeah, all. Yeah. But this could mm-hmm. be, you know, Mr. Tom, Dick, or Harry, his opinion, well, he puts mm-hmm. it out there as a fact, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's, it gets reported. Not here, it won't. Okay, so, yeah. you know, if you bring up something, Terry, and, and he yeah. knows this already, this isn't a shock to his system yeah. or anything, no, but, no. but, you know, bring up a, a source like Getter or Facebook or mm-hmm. anything else mm-hmm. like that, I'm going to say, nope, that's mm-hmm. not credible. You know, and until mm-hmm. I see a credible report, uh, yeah. I'm not gonna, yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna stand behind it. Okay, we have reached the the end of this particular broadcast. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we finished this off yet, so we'll probably need to go ahead with uh, at least a portion of our next show with mm-hmm. it. Don't know how much mm-hmm. more in depth that we will go. Uh, there are. Mm-hmm. There are a few other uh, areas where which I didn't have loaded today because uh, I really mm-hmm. didn't think we'd get this far, um, uh, such as uh, Endor, um, nobles like uh, mm-hmm. Oreb, uh, Zayab, 
uh, princes like Zabal and Zalina. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll probably t- touch on that a little bit, but those are more individuals and in, in groups uh, than nations. So uh, I think we'll probably be able to move on pretty quick, but be ready because Israel is going to be attacked. Now, if the Lord does give us another uh, broadcast day, we'll be back next time with another mm-hmm. edition of the last Christian newscast and radio show. Thanks again for joining us today for The Last Christian Radio Show. And be sure to tune in every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday right here and at www.lastchristian.net. Until the trumpet sounds.